You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Mountain Square Podcast, MWR.com. Bowl season, bowl previews we're doing. We're doing all the first couple, I say all mats, the first couple bowl games here. Our next bowl game, as we spread these out, is at the frigid Idaho Potato Bowl. At least it's not a night game, Matt. It's 1.30 local time at ESPN. Eastern Michigan taking on San Jose State. Uh, they are a three and a half point favorite, referring to the Spartans there. Over under 54 and a half. They'll expect a reasonable amount of points for an Eastern Michigan team that is eight and four in the year. And if I'm correct, Eastern Michigan is not typically a team that goes bowling. Is that correct, Matt? So, no, that is that that would be correct. And, you know, and I think so. So there's the thing. Like you know, you may recall, I think it might have been like five or six years ago now, where they played a couple of games against Wyoming, and yeah. I think it was a home and home against the Cowboys, if I remember correctly, and. That I believe, if I remember, if memory serves, was at the very beginning of the Chris Creighton era up in Ypsilanti. That dude is a miracle worker. Definitely. Because you're at the moment, and it, and it may not sound like much, but the Eagles oh, are in the midst of their maybe the best stretch in the program's history. Oh, not maybe. You know, They've been to one, two, three, four, five bowl games in seven years. And 2020, they had losing records, so we will include that. Five and seven years. They're still, they're still looking for their first bowl win since 1987, but you're right. Correct. And since that, yeah, and that California bowl win, 1987 until 2016, was that 30 years, something like that? Long time. Yeah. Bowl they hadn't even, until this year, EMU had not even had back-to-back winning seasons since they had three straight from 86 to 88. Yikes. Like they and this were in the, the most... abyss for a long time. Chris Creighton might legitimately be one of the best football coaches in America. He's been the Mac for a decade almost. Yeah, they have it. This is their most win since that California year when they went ten and two. And that ten and two team year, they weren't even ranked. A shame. And the and the, there, and the real irony behind like you know them being as, as successful as they were this year 
is they white knuckled a lot. If you look at their actual results, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, they, they won by eight against Eastern Kentucky. They won by seven against UMass and they needed a big fourth down stop to do that. Um, by four against Ball State on the road, by six against Akron on the road, by seven against Kent State on the road. And you got to give them credit for like making that balancing act work. They beat both of their in-state rivals pretty convincingly. They, you know, they and they were not that far away from being in the MAC championship game. I think they, you know, they lost the tiebreaker to Toledo. And and that was a three-point loss as well. So like you know, on the year. They're an interesting team in that you know they come into this matchup with San Jose State, and their 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 net points per drive is almost exactly zero. Okay. And and the real interesting thing about that is like it's it's point zero one, so it's like right at even. Uh, but what's interesting is the split between offense and defense because on offense they're a top fifty unit. You know, they've averaged 2.52 yards, or excuse me, points per drive. That's 48th in the country. On defense, however, they're 98th. Hold on, I just found something match. 2.5. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Do you know who the last opponent was in, their, in the California Bowl game? It was Fresno State. No, San Jose State. Oh, San Jose State. Oh, that's yes. right. What was I, I thinking? I must have been thinking of a different California Bowl. I was looking at, at Hustle about like I'm like, wait, really? Sorry to interrupt. I'm like, I'm see, that's all my awesome research I do before the show or during the show, but that's okay. That's quite interesting. So they play, we'll get to it. So sorry, continue with their offensive. Uh also I like to add, they seem to be the Minnesota Vikings of the Mac, just saying. With all those close victories. Yeah. So it's been like it's been an adventure, but they've that they have made it work to their credit. And so it's it's one of those things that you know, which, you know, Eastern Michigan's team are you going to get in this game? But I do think a lot of it comes down to their stars on the defensive side of the ball in particular. I do think that's one thing that both sides have in common is, is talent up front, especially, you know, we, we already knew, for example, that San Jose State has the defensive player of the year, uh, Miliami Fajoko, but you know what, but you know what? So does Eastern Michigan. They had the max player of the year in Jose Ramirez who was pretty, you know, was pretty awesome. Um, you know, t- 12 sacks. I believe he had, in terms of like tackles per loss per game, second in the country, 1.8 TFLs per game. You know, he had new games just like Pahoko did where he took over. He had four sacks against Western Michigan. Like he has been an all-conference type player for a couple of years. He's been named to at least one All-American team that I can remember off the top of my head. Awesome. And so I do think that for for a San Jose State team that, especially on offense in the second half of the year, has been a little bit up and down, I think stopping him first and foremost is going to be very high on their list of priorities. Has to be. And I and I think that that's especially true because, you know, the Eagles don't really have much pass rush outside of him. Like I mentioned, he has twelve sacks. The team has twenty three, so he has more than half the team's sacks himself, and that's for a unit that has a team sack rate of only five point five percent, eighty eighth in the country. So where that has been 
a place that San Jose State has struggled off and on, their ability to protect the quarterback. And the Spartans come into this game with a sack rate allowed. It's 115th, 9.3%. It's going to be a really good test for this young offensive line that the Spartans have. I would imagine that Ramirez and, their, and, and San Jose State's left tackle, Fernando Carmona, whoever wins that matchup is going to have a large part in dictating how this game goes. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and also, uh, how many times did I say, Matt, Kyrie Robinson, can he yeah. have success against that defense? Because that will be, it's almost like comical. That's the biggest thing every week when he plays well. Spartans, obviously, it's so dumb to say, Matt, because anytime a player plays well, you sh- your team should do well, maybe well. But him mm-hmm. being such an important position, when he steps out, steps up and plays a good game, he's a player that they need him to get, like, I don't think it's unfair to ask for 75 rushing yards. When, but when he stumbles to 38 on 12 carries or 46 on nine carries or whatever, mm-hmm. they're not going to do all they need. And this will be a test. Can he step up and play against that defense and make some plays? We know they, we have really mentioned Elijah Cook, Shaman Cordier. We all know these guys. That's what we're leaning more toward discussing the opponents because they're unfamiliar. And we know what our what the offense for these teams within the Mountain West can bring mm-hmm. and go forward. So this will be a solid test defensively. I mean, excuse me, offensively against the Eastern Michigan defense that – like they've had a lot of close calls. And so as far as I remember the Portland State game, like, oh, that's back in week zero, week one, where they had to sneak out like a end of game for I think for third or fourth down. I think it was a fourth down play to get that go ahead score. But mm-hmm. like they've had close games for Auburn, like at Fresno, close losses right there. The Utah State close losses. So they're close one over Nevada. But both these teams have been in a similar situation. So they're they're kind of always that's why this game probably be pretty close. That's why it's only three and a half points, and the way they style of play, or at least the result, I should say, led to it being like maybe with. I think this game will be within a touchdown either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be, but and it and I do or, think a lot of it. Is, <laughs> well, no, I was going to say you know a lot of it I think is going to depend on on Eastern Michigan's quarterback Taylor Powell, who's been banged up at least a little bit this year you know that the the eagles have had a little bit of timeshare by necessity but between powell and his primary backup sophomore austin smith they have been solid if not necessarily spectacular like powell in particular 65 percent completion rate two to one a touchdown to int ratio 14 to 7 7.6 per attempt so like he's been pretty decent like he, he's not going to be the kind of guy that blows you away. Like he doesn't, he has, you know, two 
300 yard games, but he's only averaged, I think, over eight yards per throw two or three times this year. But what he does, or rather what he has done better down the stretch is take care of the football. Like he only has two interceptions in the team's, excuse me, in his rather last five appearances. But that stretched out over seven weeks because he missed two games against Ball State and Akron as well. And so I, I have to imagine that that sort of accounts for why the Eagles have been sort of all over the map this year. You know, Austin Smith had to step in and and lead the Eagles to those victories over Ball State and Akron that I mentioned. And they had to sort of white knuckle it because like he's still definitely learning on the job, like in those two games in particular, you know, six point or four point win, six point win. But Smith's completion rate was under 60%. His yards per attempt were right around like six, six and a half yards per, per attempt. I do think, you know, if Fahoko, if Cade Hall can get pressure on Powell in particular, I could see that being sort of an avenue for both teams to be able to keep this a lower score game than you might expect. You know, like if you didn't know anything about Eastern Michigan, you might think that San Jose State is going to be able to pitch and throw the ball all over the field. That bit. might not be the case for either side, though, especially if both defensive lines can have their way. So that can make sense. Like with Fahoko, like look, just look at the defense we know with Kate Hall, Fahoko, and guys they have on the Spartans team, and yeah. and look at the scoring that they've had, like Eastern Michigan. He's they're not a high profile team, but they scored just enough. But it'll be I, I this might be and this is gonna be a more evenly matched game. I do I do I am leaning Spartans in this particular one, but I think it's the way the two teams play, their they their tendencies are to keep it close. Well that's mm-hmm. mostly not great if you're a team that's like, oh god, oh I got some uh health issues, heart issues. I, I need to guys, Spartans, just score some points, don't quit kicking field goals, pull away the game, or Eastern Michigan fans, the same thing with the Eagles. I there's been like looking at the victories for Eastern Michigan again, really quick. They've had one vic, two victories. It looks like if I'm correct, that were more than double digits. That's it. They're all close games, like you mentioned. Western Michigan, mm-hmm. 45, 23, the rivals, and then 38, 19. So, I oof, man, what? So, what do the advanced numbers say? Because I think this game is going to be tight. Well, I, I want to add one last thing before we okay. get to the to the because I think the other thing is too that the Eastern Michigan may may have the advantage on you know we, we talk about Kyrie Robinson EMU might have a at least a slightly more reliable option at running back themselves than Samson Evans you know okay. thousand yard rusher he was only I believe one of four MAC running backs to reach that plateau this year. 13 touchdowns. He was a second team all conference type of guy. And he was the kind of player who could put the team on, on his back and, and, and lead the way. Like I think most notably he had 36 carries in their September win over Arizona state, 258 yards and a touchdown. And that was one of four games where he had over a hundred yards and and granted, you know the old axiom that I like to remind people of is like you don't run when you you don't win when you run you run when you win, exactly. And it's probably not coincidental that the four games where he had over a hundred yards this year are all EMU victories. That makes total sense. 
So it's an Eastern Michigan team that's that's going to take care of the football. They're they're not going to beat themselves a lot. And so if San Jose State can can avoid doing the same thing, it's definitely going to be a tight contest one way or the other. That's what I'm thinking here. So all right, let's go. What are the main? What does like SP plus and all those guys like to say for this one? All right, so SP plus like San Jose State, maybe not by as much as you would expect. Uh, projected margin of 2.8 points. Uh, that's a 57% win probability. Uh, FEI also likes San Jose State by a 9.8. And Parker Fleming, his advanced stats preview gives the Spartans a 61.63% win probability. Projected margin of about 32 to 28. I'm going to say... I'm going to lean Fresno. Like, we're leaning every Mountain West team, which is going to come bite us in the butt, right? If we pick every Mountain West team in the bowl game, bowl season. Well, you said Fresno. I'm assuming you mean Fresno, San Jose State. Right? Oh, apologize. Sorry, we're doing all the games. Sorry, San Jose State. I mean, we're picking all the Mountain West teams. I'm going to go 31 28 um, San Jose State. Game winning field goal to boot as well. I'll go that. I'll even go one step further. I don't know how much I trust San Jose State. It's hard sometimes. They've they've been a little less effective on offense, not by much, but slightly less effective on offense down the stretch. I think I'm going to take Eastern Michigan in a close one. Because I think if it comes down to who's going to make fewer mistakes... I would I think I would I would hedge my bets a little bit. So I'm gonna take Eastern Michigan to win. I'm gonna say 28 to 24. Okay. 